Hey, welcome to the H&HR podcast. My name is Heather Taves. And I am Heidi Bolt. And we're sisters. We believe here at the H&H Hour that your ordinary is extraordinary. Thanks for listening. Hi, friends. Welcome back to uh, a very interesting edition of the H&H Hour podcast. My name is Heather Taves. And for the first time ever across the, not the seat from me, not the table from me, but across town from me is my co-host and my sister, Heidi Bolt. Hey friends. So I am calling in over the phone because as many of you, I am home with my crew as we are facing this coronavirus. It's crazy, isn't it, Hyde? Heather, this is a unique experience. Um, I've, as probably most everyone listening, has never, I've never experienced something like this. Um, so this is definitely a new and unique position to be in. Um, like you said, you and I have never recorded over the phone together. Um, even though there have definitely been weeks where we could have, we've yeah. always made it work. Yeah. And um, this week is just a unique situation. And so instead of just scheduling a regular guest as we had planned, um, dropping their episode, we thought, hey, we want to really connect with our listeners. Yeah. And above all, we want to help increase your faith. Mm-hmm. Um, Heather, you and I both know that faith is a gift. And I do believe strongly that God has given both of us the gift of faith, like extreme faith, faith that doesn't even make sense to most people, faith that seems crazy to most people. Um, But we also have known that God was calling us to, honestly, such a time as this, to help increase the faith of people and even of Christ followers, Mm -hmm. the faith of Jesus believers that needs to see it put into action. So that's the goal of today is to really talk about some of the practical things, but then also the faith-filled things that Jesus is calling us to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really pretty incredible. I keep telling my kids, you guys, these are historic times. You're going to look back on these times and you're going to tell your kids and your grandkids about these days that we're living in. And, you know, I find it so interesting that this afternoon, so our our state is... Um, not quite to the point of total quarantine lockdown yet, but we're getting very close to that, I think. And um, we were out today just getting a few last minute groceries so that our family was prepared. And it was really interesting to experience the um, what I would call the atmosphere out and about today. Um, people were friendlier. They were slower, kinder to each other. Um, it was actually the opposite of what I thought it would be. You know, I thought it would be a little more like chaotic where people were just out for themselves, but I had more interactions today, whether it be with people in the aisle in the grocery store or the checkout where people were open and they were wanting to talk and they were wanting to find out how each other was doing. And are you okay? And are your kids home from school? And I just told my kids like that is so encouraging to me to see the humanness of people, but the spirit of God affecting them in such a way where they stop and they, you know, you hear that when like there's, you know, there's something really tragic that happens and people come together. And I really felt that out in our community today. Heather, I love that so much. Um, So first, what you say there, it makes me think of 
Romans 15 talks about um, the, the hope of God filling us. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you will overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I, I think of that. I think of the fact that there are so many believers in Jesus that do surround our community and all across the world. And we have the opportunity to be the ones that pour extreme hope and extreme faith and joy and peace, even in the midst of the unknown into the lives of those around us. Um, You know, I'll just be super, super open in the fact that my family has a bit of a unique situation and my husband and I have had to really consider what this looks like for us as Mm -hmm. a family um, because we have we have two autoimmune diseases represented that are we are currently battling in our family. Um, And then we have a child who has um, a situation where when he was an infant, he underwent so many surgeries. And so um, there was within his body, there is a specific valve in his intestinal tract that had to be removed during surgery that helps prevent bacteria from being able to flow into his body. Mm -hmm. And so for Crosley, you know, it's looked very different for us as a parent going, okay, what does this look like for our family? And it's been a unique situation because we've really had to make some decisions that were actually super counter to my human nature. Like my human nature is to be with people, to be in front of people, to be connecting constantly and serving always and the first one to be able to help. And I just, I felt God very subtly, but fully give me the instruction to um, help from my home, you know, to encourage from my home, Mm -hmm. to send groceries if need be from my home and to do things that would um, set Crosley specifically um, in a healthy environment for this unknown season. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Heather, it's been a unique situation for, you know, this very, very faith-filled person of me also happen to counter it with the realities of our physical situation right now. Um, and, and truly just how, truly how sick it could make my own son and my own self. Um, so really we're, we're learning to balance that. What's the reality of the world we're in right this minute, but also what does our faith look like and how does that play in? Um, and it's not been a super cut and dry and super easy decision, to yeah. be honest. Like it's been a little bit of a a pull of trying to figure out what this looks like because it is something we've never navigated. Right. Well, and I think, you know, it's we want to be really careful to remember not everyone has the the opportunity to say we're just going to stay home as a family. Obviously, you guys have a special cir- circumstance where you have to do that. And I'm so glad that you're able to to do that as a family. Right. But we have a brother-in-law who's in the medical field, and he actually had to be standing at the door of his office today, the front man on the lines, yeah. you know, checking people into the medical clinic or turning them away. And so yeah. we want to be really cautious to say, like, every situation is different. Every family's needs are different. Every family's decisions have to be based on what they feel comfortable with and also taking into account, you know, different um, towns and cities and states. And now actually our country, you know, we have to follow their protocols as well. So 
I think it's just interesting that we're going through all of this as a country, not as Uh just a church, not just as a family, but as a country. This is affecting every single person in our country and also our world, really. The whole world is, is feeling the effects of this in some way. And so it's just unprecedented. Um, You know, it was really interesting to me as I was reading. um, It's, it's very easy for us to talk about just have faith, have faith, you know, trust God. Yes. I, and that is so true, but we also have to uh, gird ourselves up. We have to have some sort of foundation to, to go, okay, but do I trust God? How do I trust God? Uh-huh. And the number one way to do that is to get into his word. There are so many promises in his word that have life. And as I was reading this morning in Psalms, I um Psalm 60, there's a Psalm of David and it says it's useful for teaching regarding the time that David fought um all these different nations. And I love this because this is what he says. Lord uh 60 verse 4, you have raised a banner for those who fear you. And that word fear isn't those who are scared of you, but those who cannot be without you. Those who choose right. to do not want to be without you. And that says a rallying point in the face of attack, which is exactly what we're under right now. And then it goes on to say, verse five, now rescue your beloved people, answer and save us by your power. God has promised this by his holiness. And I love that thought that, um, oh, and then skip down to verse nine. Who will bring me into the fortified city? Who will bring me victory over Edom? Um, and I just think that, you know, we have to remember that God is the one who is going to fight for us. He is the one that is going to protect us. He is the one who is going to take this virus and uh, keep it, keep it at bay. Um, and then verse 12, just finishing off says with God's help, we will do mighty things for he will trample down our foes. And so remembering in the face of all of this, who do we turn to? We turn to the Lord. We turn to God and watch him work on our behalf as we're faithful. And as we rest and trust in him. Yeah. Last night, Heather, I love that you mentioned the verse about his banner over us. Um, last night I was rocking my three-year-old daughter to sleep. She was, we were just having a moment together and, um, I was playing the album by Christy Knuckles, which is, it's called, um, lullabies for the beloved, I think is what it's called. Yeah, I love that. And there's a song that says his banner over me is love. And typically she falls asleep in her room on her own and this album plays. And I was struck so deeply in my heart that my little three-year-old daughter knew the words to almost every single song on that album. And she was literally at the top of her little lungs singing the song, the words, his banner over me is love. His banner over me is love. And I just thought, what a good reminder for every single one of us to be singing those truths from God's word over ourselves. And, um, I, I love, I think it's Michael W. Smith who quotes on one of his albums, and it's a, it's from God's word, that for the spirit of heaviness, we put on the garment of praise. Yeah. Um, and then today, again, I saw a worship leader post, like when you're not sure what to do, 
praise, like put on worship music and praise. And I do think that our praising shifts the atmosphere. Yes. Um, it shifts it for those around us, but it also shifts it in our own home and in our own spirit. Yes, that's right. Um, and the reason I know that is because for the last few days, I personally have felt super oppressed and super yucky, to be honest, not because of what's going on around us in the world, but because of some hormonal struggles that I have in my own body. And it has, I have had to fight really hard to get out of a state of feeling really dark and really yucky. And the main thing that has helped is the spirit of praise, Mm. that reminder that his banner over us is love. And my little daughter singing that last night, it was almost like she was singing it over me, not even knowing. And so I, I think what I want people to hear is that what we are singing and what we are saying and how we are acting and responding is affecting people around us, both negatively and positively. Yeah. And um, we, the people of God, have this incredible opportunity to help faith rise and help it prevail over fear. Right. Um, and I think it is so important that we are doing that, that in our own homes, we are encouraging our children in the Lord. We are speaking hope over them so that they aren't, their spirit isn't filled up with fear. Not that we keep it from them. I think we can tell them the facts and we can be honest with them. And I think that's wise. But we also, in, in alongside that, we fill them with the hope of God's word and the truth of his word in order that their mind is fixed on him and their mind is fixed on the promises of Jesus and not just like, oh my gosh, the world is, you know, full of germs right now. Right. Yeah. That's, Um, that's so good. I love that. And I think that it's really important for us to be super intentional, like you said, Heidi, and you know, my family, we're going to be home. My kids and I are home, um, during the day and yours are too. And so this doesn't look um, as drastically different for us as it does for some people. However, um, when you don't have the option to go out and do other things, it does feel a little like, okay, how are we going to fill all of this time? And I think the, the easy answer is, you know, let's turn on Netflix and let's turn on Disney plus and let's just veg out in front of the TV. And I, we will do that. I promise you that's going to happen in our home. I've already told the kids we're going to watch lots of movies, but I think we need to be so intentional that we're also at the same time having a dance party. You know, we're putting on music and we're dancing around and we're showing our kids that we can have fun and we can laugh and we can be together and not just doing the easy thing, which is to just put on shows all day long. But turn on music in your home and color together and do things that are bringing your family closer. to. This is actually a gift. You know, it's what this is the exact example of when it says um, what the devil intended for evil, God will use for good. And that's what's going to happen, I believe, in our families is that we get so busy and so distracted by so many of the other things in the world that are now shut down. And, and to be honest, many of them are idols, entertainment Mm -hmm. and sports. And we, we forget to come together as a family and really look at each other in the face. And I would challenge you as a parent, like grab your children's face and look at them in the eye and talk to them in the eye, you know, and, and have conversations with them that you haven't had in a long time and put on music and have a dance party and do all of those things. And I know for, my family, there's an album that I play every single morning when my kids get up and it's by JJ Heller and it's, um, I dream of you. 
And mm, yeah. it's, it's just a really, it's got some really fun, upbeat tunes and some really sweet tunes. And I think, you know, I told my kids the other day, you guys are going to, when you leave my house someday, you're going to remember breakfast at mom's house with these, and the soundtrack is going to be these songs. And every time you hear these songs, you're going to be taken back to sitting at the counter eating breakfast at your mom and dad's house. And I think that's what we need to do during this time is we need to create a soundtrack for our families. And it needs to look like worshiping Jesus and having fun and just just partying it up. Um, you know, obviously, there's some people that are sick and, you know, that's a different story and our prayers are with them. But if you're just stuck home, man, make the most of it. Yeah, Heather, I think that's really important. And I love that you're mentioning that because you and I are used to being, we're home educators. And so we're used to being home with our kids 24 seven, but I cannot tell you the number of text messages I've received in the last 48 hours of people, my girlfriend saying, um, advice on this, like, how do I do 24 seven with my kids? And, um, so Heather, I know you and I are going to be popping on to our Instagram stories here and there giving some of the fun ideas that we do have. Um, we don't have it all together. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all, but we have been doing this stay at home mom gig for a long time now. And sometimes you just need fresh perspective and fresh ideas. Um, so we're going to be sharing some of those things on our stories. So be sure to be sure you're following us on the H and H hour on Instagram and, um, both Heather and myself will be posting on ours as well. But, I just think that those little things that we can do are so important for our kids to get through this time and even ourselves to get through this time because this too will pass and it not have been a complete downer and total doom and gloom and a wasted you know, week or two or whatever this looks like. I think that we can use this in a really positive light. Yeah, and I then, love that. Heather, the other thing I wanted to touch on that you mentioned is that, you know, we have a brother-in-law literally on the front lines of healthcare, and um, I have a father-in-law on the front lines. And the thing that I'm just so aware of is God's extreme faithfulness, because that brother-in-law is incredibly healthy and incredibly able, and he has a great immune system. And likewise, my father-in-law. And I just thought how, I thought how beautiful of God to prepare the people who would be on that front line ahead of time mm -hmm. and that his faithfulness is so good. And to your point, you know, I have a family who currently needs to be home and he prepared that ahead of time for us as well in the mm -hmm. sense that my husband has a home office and yeah. I home educate. Yep. So we are not scrambling trying to figure out how to make this work. But that being said, I know there are families who are feeling the panic and who are feeling the concern and who have to go to work and who have to figure out childcare and it's not easy. And I think that we've got, we have to be brave and bold with each other. If there's truly a need, we've got to be figuring out how the people around us can help fill those needs. Yeah. Um, because I do believe people want to be kind and generous and helpful. Um, if the need is made aware. Yeah, that's so good. It's, it's a time where we can't let our pride get in the way and just try to do it on our own. Cause that's honestly, that's could be the way that this could go because isolation is a, a tool of the enemy. And right. so isolation causes a lot of problems. And so right. we need to be more intentional about 
checking in on our friends. We have technology. FaceTime your friends. You know, have have a drink together over FaceTime. You know, call yeah. them. Check in on them. Ask what they need. Check in on your neighbors. Like, this is a time where we have to actually be even more intentional about how we're communicating with people and, and um, helping one another. That's so good. Those are great ideas, Heather. I really love that. I know I've got a, quite a few friends that they meet together on a specific morning to pray and to just be in God's word together. And I could see them moving that to a FaceTime, you know, conversation and not giving up on it, but letting it just look different. Um, yeah. My, so, and I, go ahead. My husband, Chris and I are celebrating our 20th wedding anniversary on Wednesday. And that is going to look a lot different than what we had thought it would look like. Um, you know, so it's just being okay with things looking different, being able to, you know, it's really the point of the show, like the ordinary things, all of a sudden, <laughs> the ordinary things in our lives that we cannot do, once we start doing the, them again, are going to feel real extraordinary. Um, right. Going out for dinner, you know, for, with your husband for your anniversary and going to the grocery store and things like that. And so let's just all remember that this is our opportunity to really to put into practice what we talk about. And to let our, let our true faith shine, shine out and let God speak to us, man, the, the quieting that's going to happen, I think, in in each of us internally could be life changing as we just listen, lean into the Holy Spirit and what he's wanting to speak into our hearts. Heather, I was looking at my calendar this morning and I, I saw my notation on my calendar of your anniversary. And I actually, my first thought was, Oh man, I bet they're having to shift what they had planned. And then my second thought was, you know what? In 10 years or in 20 years, when they're celebrating their 30th and their 40th wedding anniversary, their kids are going to probably remember that they got to sit around their kitchen table, maybe with candles, maybe with music, whatever it looks like, and share in your 20th wedding anniversary dinner. Yeah. And they will not forget that. And you know, maybe you are creating a new, um, a new tradition this week in celebrating your anniversary that, that will blow your mind, you know, where your kids eat with you on your anniversary dinner. Um, but I just thought that, I think that's the point we, we have to go, okay, God help us see the positive. Like not that we bury our heads in the sand and pretend that nothing's happening. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, God, give us eyes to see the positive. Help us to shift away from the fear and the negativity and the things that the enemy is trying to bring with this virus. And let us look on things of God instead, the things that are that are hope filled, that are joy filled, that are faith filled. And let us fix our eyes on those things. Um, And I do believe that will, like you said, that will shift all of our perspectives. And this season has the opportunity to truly equip our families for in faith for what God is calling us to as families, but as a nation, as people, as a world. Um, and, and to, to say, God's not surprised by this. This is not taken him by surprise. He is faithful in the middle of this storm. He is faithful and he is going to see this through for us. Yeah, that's right. You know, and as we wrap this up, I just want to give people a gentle reminder. Um, turn off the news. 
You know, mm-hmm. yes, stay informed, find out what your local and our federal government is asking of us, but turn off the cycle of negativity that yeah. surrounds um, newscasts. And they're doing their jobs. I'm not slamming them, but you don't need that in your spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, n- know your trusted source for news, get it, and then turn it off and let your family um, experience peace in your home. Make your home a peaceful haven not a place where constant news can trigger fear and anxiety in your kids. And it will. It will trigger Mm -hmm. it in your kids if they're hearing it constantly, and it will trigger it in yourself if you're hearing it constantly. So that's just a gentle reminder for all of us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, to keep keep our homes filled with um, His presence. And, you know, we want to be hearing His voice, not just the media's voice. Um, yeah, that's really good. And I just want to say, too, we have some amazing guests that we're supposed to air this week and next week. And, you know, I don't know what next week looks like yet, but we will air those. But Heidi and I just really felt strongly that we wanted to come on for our listeners and and just speak life and hope and faithfulness into all of you. Yeah, so good. So, friends, please, if you have specific prayer needs reach out to us. Um, you know, don't let this be a time where you suffer alone or you're completely isolated, reach out to us. And I I can't promise that we can do this for everyone, but Heather or I would love to have a conversation over the phone or over FaceTime to pray for you. If you're experiencing illness from this virus, if you're experiencing a lot of fear, um, and before we wrap up, Heather, if it's okay, I just want to pray over our listeners and um, speak some some hope into this situation. Yeah, I'd love that. And before you do that, Heidi, I want to just give one more really practical spiritual tip, and that is to read Psalm 91 out loud over your family every single day. We've been doing that here in our home, and two things will happen. One, you're declaring God's truth over your family, and that Psalm 91 is just incredibly powerful. Um, specifically for a time like this. And then two, your family will begin to memorize the whole passage as you read it every single day. It will get in your heart and you'll have memorized a whole chapter of scripture without even realizing it. So good. That's great advice. All right, friends, let's pray. Heavenly Father, you you are such a good God and you are a good father. And None of what we are walking through as a nation, as a world, is surprising you. God, this um, this attack that has been launched, I do believe it is from the enemy in order to create panic and fear and death and destruction. Yeah. And we just boldly speak against it in the name of Jesus. Yes. And we say that the coronavirus and everything that the enemy is trying to bring with it has to be dead in the name of Jesus. Yes. We ask you, Father, to send it back to hell where it belongs yes, and then then put it there permanently. Do not allow it to come back outside of the gates of hell. Yes, oh, Lord. God, I pray that in this season that hope would rise. I just speak over everyone listening that we are going to begin to experience the overwhelming hope and joy of Jesus in the place where fear is trying to creep in. We say that the believers of Jesus are filled with hope. And God, I would pray that through this time that you would draw people to yourself. Father, hearts and spirits that have been sitting on the fence trying to figure out what is truth and Mm -hmm. what they need. God, that they would have the faith to lean into you and to trust you. 
Lord, I thank you that even in my own family the last week, I have seen someone surrender their life to you that has Mm. been truly dramatic and something, Lord, you know, we have prayed for this for 16 years. And so I praise you that we have seen the movement in that relationship, that Mm. humbling towards you. And God, I just speak prophetically that that is going to be, um, that is just a small example of the extreme growth that we're going to see in the, in the kingdom realm. God, that lives are going to be coming to you, Jesus, to trust in you and not just because fear surrounds them, but because the Holy Spirit is pulling them into yourself, God. So we just pray right now that the, um, these weeks where we are forced to slow down and connect with our family and spend time that looks differently than our normal week and our normal schedule for most people, God, that you would use it in a positive way and that we would, we would come through this time of unknown and unrest and, um, just this unsettled feeling that is trying to settle on this world. And we would point to the hope of Jesus. We would be able to have testimonies of how you have moved God and how you, your spirit has, um, has prevailed, how your kingdom has overcome the spirit of darkness. And so we just believe you, God, we trust in you. And I pray, um, over anyone listening right now who is sick or who is, um, walking through really hard things that look different than my family. And I would ask that you would be ever, their ever present help in time of trouble and God, that they're earthly understanding would be taken over by a heavenly presence that they cannot even begin to describe God, that you would just invade their space in Jesus precious name. I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much listeners. We will all get through this together and I'm excited to hear the stories that come out the other side. We love you and we will talk to you next week. 